Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is just too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I'm I'm good, Connor. In- interesting question mark placement in that intro this week. <laughs> It's. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to add the question mark at different points every week, just just to keep everyone on their toes. I would argue that intro sentence has no question marks where they would usually be placed. <laughs> My so, friend, oh, Sean, <laughs> Sean Meehan? Like you've forgotten my name at a soiree? It really just means wherever you want to put it, you cause an argument. And I just feel like that's the power of a question mark. But Sean... Yeah. Could you just... I have a question for you. Oh. Is... This is weird news. It is. What do we do here? Oh, well, you have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read them all out to <laughs> you me. Should said, <laughs> so, so you should have said... You should have said Okay, we'll do take two on that one. <laughs> everyone just... Everyone forget what you just heard. And, and we're going to go three, again. Okay, two, like, one. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Okay, go on. Yeah. You have spent the week gathering oh. all of the funniest news stories oh, from around the world one. oh thank you very much <laughs> right off the cuff uh god i hope i don't forget to edit that out connor uh, <laughs> you're about to read all of those stories out to me a man who has been too busy professionally editing podcasts to listen to any weird news so sean here's the take right it's weird news. It's it's a big week. And what I will say is this week was jam-packed full of weirdness. And there's some stories I've had to cut because oh. they entertained me. But at the same time, I was like, we just don't have time. They to weren't get good to enough. Them. They weren't up um, to our were, standards they, of weird news. We just have such high standards. You know, for comedy, we always bring the highest standard of comedy. Of now, course. I have 10 minutes of poo-poo stand-up, if you'll excuse <laughs> <Poo-poo> me. poo <laughs> <laughs> Some weird kind of karate is poo-poo style. 
so, um, Sean, we're starting off this week with sad news. And to be honest, it's news that devastated me. Um, okay, but a rough start to the episode, buddy, I'll be honest. I know, I I know everyone's going to want to have a have a laugh, maybe have a fun time. It's Wednesday, it's a tough day for us, it's hump day, as hump they say. Day. Um, but what it also is, it's it's a day for remembrance. Um, because fuck, I'm going to say this headline and you just, you will know immediately why I've chosen this story with the first word. <laughs> no, the first two words. Okay. <laughs> Nob contest. <laughs> Nob contest gets too big. Dorset's famous knob throwing festival is cancelled because organisers can't cope with the amount of visitors to the village. By God, they've been knobbed out of it, you say. <laughs> now, imagine my confusion hmm. is the same as your confusion when upon reading this the first time and I thought to myself, I know those words, but I've never had them in that sentence. I no, don't know the context. But it's all coming back to me now and I'm devastated yeah. because we had plans, Connor, you and me. We had plans yeah, to we- go. <laughs> You know as well as I do. I love throwing a knob. You you know that about me. Who doesn't me? love throwing a knob around the place? It's great crack. Great crack. But if you do it too much, you'll be arrested. Or you'll go so blind. <laughs> so, a famous knob throwing festival has been cancelled because it has become too big for the village to handle. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what everyone's thinking. Too big to handle, What the fuck say. are you talking about, first of all? Secondly, right. I'm going to answer that. Because a knob, apparently, is a type of baked good mm. that is in America, er, sorry, in England, I should say, um, and is famous in the Dorset region. It is, and, and they look delicious, I'll be honest. Mm. And there was a competition, see, was it who could throw them the furthest or the highest? I can't remember. Oh, we'll get, we'll get to all of that. Sorry, now, we'll get this to the logistics. Oh, this competition has been held since 2008. It's before um, the Olympics, it's, I believe. It's, it, I, <laughs> it starred in Olympus. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Dorset Knob Throwing Festival, which was first held in 2008, brings people of all ages to throw knobs or hard biscuits oh. with judges, then measuring them. Jesus, pressure. That's a pressure for the area. <laughs> it's a um, to see who... <laughs> You can't judge me now. <laughs> <laughs> um, with judges then measuring them to see who can throw dares the furthest, Sean. Right, okay. It's, it's, mm. it's a time-honoured tradition, throwing knobs yeah. on a... I believe this is held on a Sunday afternoon, this competition. How do you know? I just, I just, that's you, in my head for some reason. Other than the people of Dorset that know of this competition, although apparently most, a lot of people must because it's now become too popular. It's gotten too big for its own boots. It's gotten it's gotten too mm. successful, much like this it's podcast. It's gotten too big for its own knob. Yeah, <laughs> much like this podcast. <laughs> True knobs. <laughs> um, it has become massively popular in recent years, Sean, and officials added that they were also facing a knob supply issue, saying That's... agreements to provide the biscuits for the event games also took much longer than anticipated, so they couldn't find the knobs. So they wanted to throw the knobs, they couldn't find the knobs, it's a massive knob competition. You can see why I've thrown this into weird news, if nothing but for a four-second gag. 
Of, of course, of course. But you no, know, like you, you, you have to go knob hunting now if you want to go throwing knobs with if, your family. If this headline is floating around the internet on any given week, I would be not doing the listeners my due diligence if I didn't throw it in to weird news. Also, the reason this is funny is that in Ireland and I think England, knob can also mean willy. And so <laughs> they're throwing willies for as far as we're concerned. Um, so the local supply of knobs is run dry in Dorset, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's run, it's run absolutely dry, yeah. My God. Um, so, to, oh, okay, so, okay, so, mm. now, you often critique me, Connor, for my ideas and my brilliant schemes on this show. I think brilliant is used very loosely in that sentence, but I'm willing to let this continue. However... What However. if? So you're familiar with things where, like, there, I don't know if you remember, uh, there was an oil spill maybe about 10 or 15 years ago. And there was this big campaign where people could knit jumpers <laughs> for the penguins, right? Yeah. So what if we all sent knobs to Dorset? Okay? That's the camp- that's tw- hashtag we'll use. And I didn't know what this dick pic. <laughs> Why are they sending me this? No. Oh, God. The majority of Twitter is confused. <laughs> Are you saying we should send unsolicited knobs to Dorset? Not at all. <laughs> well, in a in a sense, no, not not. Okay. Hello, police. <laughs> I, I have this your is, man. This is what they'll call back to ten years from now when. Like, <laughs> no, I just imagine you with your next job interview just settling in. It's like we've been listening to your podcast. They have a cassette tape and they have it ready to go. <laughs> They just play it, and then they rewind it and play it again, <laughs> just never breaking eye contact. It's like, and you, and you think that's funny, do you? Well, quite frankly, yeah, sir, oh. yes, I, yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> that's why I said it at the time. Uh, no, but if we all baked some knobs, like like the, the baked treat that they are, and yeah. sent them over to Dorset, surely the festival could go ahead. Now, here, look, a Dorset knob is a dry, savoury biscuit that has been made by Moors for more than 150 years and reportedly a famous snack of Thomas Hardy. Um, okay. The actor Tom um, Hardy? I don't know if it's the actor Tom Hardy, but if it is, that'd be even better, but I think it's a famous person. Do, we don't fu- know Thomas Hardy. I feel, gonna, are we bad at history? Maybe, but who, who is Tom, like... Surely if he was We've that important... we explained how the Irish education system is four weeks of Jesus' World War II was bad and then 800 years of fuck the lads across the ocean. <laughs> Those lads you can get a short-haul flight to. Yeah, they're bastards. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Hardy was a novelist and poet and he died in 1928. That's well, all I know about this man. Yeah, but then the Irish Revolution started in, like, 1916, so at that point our history books had just completely forgotten just anybody else. That's true. We were busy We were busy writing at the time, writing about all the things that happened. So here's the thing, right? He, it's, a, it's a very famous snack. It's very... It's loved. It's beloved. And it has its own festival, Sean. And people come from far and wide to throw leftover bread dough. Uh, sorry, it's made with leftover bread dough. They come to throw the bread um, mm. in many different areas. And it then just, I like the idea, this has one of my favourite things an article ever does, Sean, um, is when the journalist has a word count that it has to hit. Now, if it doesn't, Beautiful. if they don't hit the word count, there's going to be trouble. They don't get paid. this is a big story. 
yeah, they don't get paid. Like, if I've got, like, 3,000 words, and we all have done a college assignment or a school assignment, mm. oh, fuck, I've got 3,000 words. Instead of saying, I don't know, door, though, entrance to the building. Like, just adding Beautiful. a few extra words. Instead of, here's an easy one for all you college students. Instead of because, oh. you say, as a result of. As a result of four. That's four, four for words. Price That's four one. for one. It's a classic connect four. <laughs> High five yourself. <laughs> I failed every assignment. <laughs> High four, if you will, Connor. <laughs> um, and look, now we're going to get really... You're going to know when they kick into gear on the area where they definitely wrote the main bulk of it and they went, oh, fuck. <sighs> what paragraphs can we copy and paste? <laughs> oh, lads. Um, it is believed the name comes from the Dorset knob buttons another traditionally hmm. handmade good as well however some theorise it is before they are often compared in shape and size to door knobs shots there you go ah. they can be eaten with cheese dipped in tea or cider or with honey and tea which is Sorry. known as thunder and lightning by locals <laughs> wow fucking life in Dorset is really it's really thrill a minute, isn't it? <laughs> Round two of my questioning. Who dips in cider? What is going on there? <laughs> Who's getting a cider and then going, you know what would make this better? A lovely biscuit. <laughs> Bit of bread in this now. Because I've looked them up, Connor, and they're essentially scones. Yeah, <laughs> I did as well. Like, but we don't have a word count. <laughs> so we have to tell people just what they can dip it in. You can dip it in petrol. You can dip it in <laughs> You can dip it. Like, there's no rules. You can dip it wherever you want. It so might not I, taste nice. I suppose you could dip it in, I, I don't know, milk? Yeah, that'll, that'll work. Acid? Yeah, not for long, but yeah. It, it's, is it a liquid? Just fucking dip away, boy. Dip away. There's no worries. What else is it made from, though? Like, if it's bread dough, mainly, it's surely just a it's, bread roll. It's bread dough with added sugar and butter. That's just a sweet bread, though. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I said though. Were like you saying, CH. sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to clarify immediately because I was saying though, not dough. Yeah, of dough. <laughs> sorry. sorry. You're going to just have to really clarify that clarification, please. I will clarify that clarification. So, originally in that sentence, I was saying, Mm. that's just a sweet bread, T-H-O-U-G-H, though. Okay. But, quite humorously, (laughs) I could also have said, that's that's just a sweet bread dough, D-O-U-G-H. We don't have a word count on this podcast, do we? (laughs) I don't, you, you keep telling me I need to talk more, Connor. You say, you, you, I really value your insights as a person, Sean. That's what you said to that me. That conversation has never happened and you know it's never happened. <laughs> every night, every night I have that conversation in front of the mirror. <laughs> we had over 8,000 people attend the 2019 event, meaning it has reached such a size that it simply cannot be run by a small village committee. We've looked at various options, but sadly, we couldn't make any of them work for this year. We also sadly lost the support of our event management team. Right. Lost the support. What did you do to lose the support? 
What falling out could have happened between the Dorset knob throwing competition and management? What door do you mean? Stop saying door in sentences. Just slapping me around the face. <laughs> Shaking them. <laughs> but my issue, my issue, right? Didn't. Okay, and I get it's not specifically, it's not Dorset I'm considering here. But surely you yeah. could do a UK wide knob throwing event, right? What happened to all those stadiums they built? For London 2012 Olympics, Connor. They're just sitting there. Just sitting there going idle. Having big yeah. lasagnas made in them and things like that. <laughs> and so, that's an early yeah, days lockdown actually, reference. That, a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> conspiracy to build a big lasagna. I think it was in Wembley. <laughs> I think uh, it was Wembley because there was no games being played. So they made a lasagna there? Just to help feed everyone at the time. But, but the grass would get in there. It doesn't make no sense. What do you... Do you not put parsley on top of a lasagna, Connor? It's not under it. You don't start it on the bed of parsley. It's an upside-down lasagna. Have you ever had an upside-down cake? No. A cake, yes. Lasagna, no. Right, well, it's made of dough. And so you'll be grand. You'll just turn it upside-down. Turn Wembley upside-down at the end. You'll have a lasagna in the Thames. You can dip it in water. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) Dip it in cider. If you want. If you well oh, where would we put the cider? Oh. Well that's it's gotta be Wimbledon, surely. (laughs) (laughs) Um so the combination has been scrapped over the past two years, obviously during the pandemic. Mm. Now it's traditionally held on the first Sunday in May in Dorchester. Still time. Uh, with rules saying competitors must throw their knobs underarm with at least one foot remaining on the ground. Lads. You don't want to be two foot in a knob, that's all I'm saying to No, you. that's... <laughs> as well as knob throwing, people can take part in knob nibbling, knob oh. painting, a knob and spoon race, guess the weight of the big knob, <laughs> knob darts, and a knob peri- pyramid, Sean. Oh, the old knob pyramid. The my, old My trifecta. head is going to explode. <laughs> this is... It's very juvenile humour. But it's very funny when there's a knob nibbling contest. <laughs> Guess the weight of the big knob That's is a good the one. best name. So like, how big is that knob? What's going to happen if I Google big knob Dorset? <laughs> All the lads always overguess. <laughs> God, I'd say that's like, nah. it's 100,000 kilos, I would say. Uh, <laughs> So, look, Sean, unfortunately the contest, it's it's been cancelled because it got too big. It became too famous. It's like Icarus. It flew too close to the sun and now we have no more knob-nibbling con- competitions because well, we just loved it too much. No official ones, Connor. There's, there'll still be the underground knob-nibbling competitions, I'm the sure. The first rule of knob competitions <laughs> is to explain. <laughs> to explain what you mean. <laughs> The second rule is just explain it again to be sure because we've Honestly, had some issues in the past. They're just going to laugh. They're just going to laugh. So you have yeah. to tell them what they mean. You have to show up with the pastry ready to go and they'll know what to do from there. <laughs> um, in 2017, Sean, this wasn't the first piece of um, trouble this competition has had. Now, obviously, this oh. is the worst trouble. But sorry, in 2018 was cancelled following a dispute with Moores, creators of the famous Dorset Knob Biscuit. But it was resolved, and apparently the 2019 contest went ahead 
2018, there was a bit of trouble. 2017, yeah. there was also trouble. When rainy weather made the biscuits soggy and heavier and harder to throw. So the furthest any of the competitors could throw their knob fell well short of the world record. Well short of expectation. They didn't have a chance, but you should take... Like, like weather comes into most sports, I would say. So that, that shouldn't be any excuse. Um, also, rainy weather could also be the name of a person, perhaps? And they they just put extra liquid in the dough? Yeah. I have the fucking world record set by Dave Phillips in 2012 for his throw, Sean. Fuck, now, it's stood I don't for 10 years. Because you will always overestimate and completely ruin the gag of what it is. Unless you guess four feet. <laughs> what? How f- how far do you think you could throw a knob? I would say, okay, in feet? <laughs> yeah, in or- feet or metres. I have both. Okay, I, I think I could throw a knob. Oh, got upwards of seven meters, easy. Seven? That's a that's that's a good hefty, hefty amount. It's a Two hefty meters troll. is what six foot something. Uh, a meter is three foot three and three quarter of an inch. Yes, yeah, so you're six talking foot six is two meters. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking <laughs> upwards of a thousand miles, I think. <laughs> I think I think that's how it works. But <laughs> currently, in twenty, um, the the winner the winner in Pete is Pete Asher in twenty seventeen, and he threw his knob twenty two point seven oh meters or seventy four feet. Okay, that see that's that's what I'd expect of an athlete is the thing. Well, that's not the world record though, because the world record was set by Dave Phillips in 2012, as I mentioned, and he threw it 96 feet, or 29.4 metres. Nearly 30 metres he threw the fucking knob. Right, and what kind of land is this on? Like, are we on top of a hill? Is it, is it, is it, are we off a cliff? What's happening here? I, I can only assume there's a strong wind behind him. Because there's no way anyone can throw anything you 96 do, feet. <laughs> you do have to take wind into account. Uh, see, I, oh, but here's... But, like, I think a knob would be, like, the perfect balance of, like... It's light enough to not be a strain on your arm, but it's heavy enough to not be affected by wind, you know? Mm. So mm. I think a good underarm knob, and then just <clears throat> straight off in the distance, Wile Coyote style. And then... I'm Like, when... When Mr. Phillips threw it, I imagine like it landed in the ground and like a crater like formed around it. <laughs> they took him away because he's too dangerous. The police just arrested him. This uh, officer, this man is Goku, and I don't think he should be allowed to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's clearly drugged up. He's like <laughs> injecting steroids before he throws the fucking knob. Yeah, I'd you- fuck a win. That's the thing, at the knob competition, you need to look out for the lad with one big arm. <laughs> He's well practiced. <laughs> oh, no. He's got that underarm technique sorted. <laughs> so, Sean, it is sad, with sad news, we have to tell the people of the world that the competition is over. Um, it's been cancelled. Until it comes back again, we must just bid farewell to... The holy knob throwing competition. We'll watch those knobs ride into the sunset, ready to rise again, stronger than before, Connor. <laughs> the 
knob, knob nibbler. Knob nibbler is a terrible name. It's all the weight of the knob. They like they know what they're doing. They know exactly what, I mean, what they're doing. But then I get, and then they complain when too many people show up to their funny event. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's funny. <laughs> no, what do you think? 7,000 of the 8,000 were people turning up to complain. I dipped it in my cider and both of them now taste shit. <laughs> I've ruined my cider and my knob. <laughs> Wait, which, what did now. you dip in the cider? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're moving on to our next piece of news. And I thought this one would specifically entertain you. Oh, um, well, that last actually, one did maybe not entertain. Maybe not entertain. Might anger. Because wow. it starts with FNT Group, Sean. FNT? Um, What's so FNT? We all, know, we all know what an N- NFT is. NFT? Um, oh, yeah. NFTs are dog shit. <laughs> Yo, no, sorry. I dis- they're a worldwide marketplace that we're all making Connor, millions on, Sean. No, they're awful. I want everyone to I've know my stance. I've my life savings. Yeah, you shouldn't have. They're awful. <laughs> Here's okay. Oh, sorry, this isn't funny at all. This is horrifying. Okay, one NFT transaction takes the same amount of it has the same carbon footprint as the average American household per week. Yeah, for one yeah. of them. That's did you fucked. see the Jimmy Fallon clip? No. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen that where he's he's doing the interview and they both just break into NFT talk and it looks like a hostage video. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how it mostly is. What do they is. have on these people? <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> also, the man who made all of the apes, his apes got burgled. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Um, here's the thing, Sean. Mm. NFTs, everyone knows what they are. And if anyone doesn't know, because it's probably been explained multiple times, and I don't really quite get it, can you explain to everyone what an NFT is? Kind of is the answer. Uh, basically, you're using uh, cryptocurrency, generally, to buy a receipt to say that you own an image. Um, but because of the nature of the internet, where these images are shared, anyone can still access and use that image Technically without ownership, but also they have a hard drive that they can fill with images. They can print them out if they want, and that's fine. So, you know, you know the way, like, say, people come and they go, I bought this picture. This is mine. I own the original. Yeah. And then people, we've all done it. You scroll up to an image, you hit just the right side of your mouse. Mm-hmm. And then One of you the two buttons. Sa- <laughs> Sorry, two. And then you just click save image as, and then you can save it whenever you want. Just change yeah. the name. Like, and, and that's it. That, that image is in your possession now. Uh, but, but it's 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 beyond the scope of this show, I'll be honest. But it's also, but it's really up? dumb, just as a concept. <laughs> because you're not buying anything. You don't fucking own this. <laughs> If the internet turns off tomorrow, all of your money is gone. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. We don't normally come down harsh on one side or the other, but ah, lads. Can I, like, I, I just, I'm always like too old for this shit. I just adopt the lethal weapon meta. For, no, yeah, leave yeah. me alone. Like, my, like when I could like transfer my Pokemon to a friend through a link mm. cable. That's the limit of it for me. That's all I want in life. As much as I want. We both want Pikachu. That's all I need. (laughs) And I want... I I want a Graveler, right? But I need to trade it to Connor. 
<laughs> need to trade it on her so it can evolve. Well, look, this NFT group, Sean, they've gotten into something you love. And oh. in a very funny way, because NFT group buys copy of Dune for <gasps> 2.66 million euro. I heard about this, but they yes. didn't actually buy Dune. <laughs> So, I, a lot of people might be very bored. They might not even like this story, but the, it's very funny to me and you. I think. I think so. Here's the thing, right? Dude was one of our favorite movies, and it's a very yeah. famous book. Uh, very, book very famous book series, I should say. Came long before Star Wars. Basically, is the origin of Star Wars, Game of Thrones, everything you like. Uh, Dude was like the the first of all that stuff, mm. and it was written by Frank Herbert in was it seventy one. I think it's 71. Yeah, I think it was published in 71. It was written in a magazine, I think, in the 60s, like the late 60s. Okay. But okay. for so, function, yeah, um, in all honesty, 71 is fine. <laughs> so a group of crypto enthusiasts has made an unusual purchase, a rare copy of Dune by Frank Herbert for a staggering $3 million or 2.66 million euro. Wow. It's not a occurrence when a book expected to fetch €25,000 goes for 100 times that amount, which I don't know if that maths checks out. But the stranger part is that the buyers, a collective called Spice Dow, appear to believe oh. that owning an early copy of the hit sci-fi about space worms gives them the copyright to Dune. So what's happened here is people on the internet have bought a copy of Dune. Like, you would go to the bookstore and you bought a copy of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And they now take... They now own Lord of the they, Rings, correct? They now own Dune, yeah. No, they, they think they own the copyright to Dune. So if I go down and I buy a magazine or a really early comic book of Batman, do I own Batman? No, because those oh. rights belong to the publishing company. That's Who bullshit. I bought per- it. And Frank Herbert famously has passed on the rights of June to his son, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> this is easily accessible. Mission? Yeah, go ahead. So the NFT group, they put out their mission statement, Sean. So we know they've spent $3 million. I thought that's dumb enough as it is. It's just a copy of a book. But it's early enough, Sean, that they now have thoughts that they own the copyright because they bought the one book in existence of Dune. It's really that's, smart. That's not a copyright. What the fuck? How stupid are these people? Um, now our mission is to, one, make the book public to the extent permitted by law. Two, produce an original animated limited series inspired by the book and sell it to a streaming service. That doesn't make... That makes it less public. <laughs> Support derivative projects from the community. They're going to support the community on a thing they now own. Star Wars is basically (laughs) June. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to make this clear. In fact, they have bought none of these rights. They bought a book. They bought... Is it a digital copy of a book? That's the NFT part of it. Uh, um, I think they bought the digital copy of the book Or maybe they bought the real life Either way it's about the same price surely. Yeah yeah. it's a non an NFT is non-fungible token Meaning it can't be imitated right But anyone what's can What's more imitate than a what's, book What's more imitate Gutenberg would like to know your location Please <laughs> <laughs> You the know I'm normally getting Gutenberg reference 
<laughs> not often on this show, but Jesus Christ, how thick. I would like to know your location. In terms of our lads, what's going on here? What's happening? Were you not even? Were you not even listed? Like we can print literally millions of these jokes. I've I I I destroyed the church with this machine, <laughs> and now you you spent three million quid on a receipt, sir. <laughs> So the idea is that they're going to buy a first-of-a-kind purchase of a culturally significant work, then issue a collection of NFTs that are technically innovative and culturally disruptive. That sentence means nothing. It's a bunch of words, though. It, it's a bunch of words. It's a bunch of it, like mm. it's a bunch of article words that will drive up mm-hmm. the clicks. But that's that's nothing. They're not so saying they anything. Plan. Yeah, tell me the, the plan. plan yeah, go the ahead. The plan is they're, t- they're going to buy the book, convert the book into JPEGs, then burn the book, <laughs> meaning that the only copy remaining are the JPEGs, Sean. It's this fucking genius uh, idea. Okay, one, it's, it's, it's a bit Hitlery, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> second, <laughs> Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> Literally, like, the, don't. If part of your plan ever involves, yeah. okay, and we'll just burn this book, just stop, because yeah. you're the bad guy already. Yeah, you, if, if you're burning books so nobody else can have them, are we the baddies? <laughs> are we the baddies? Like, and then their plan is to sell off those JPEGs of the scans as NFTs. But surely if they had noble intentions, all of those JPEGs would just be put on some kind of website where people could download them freely, not have but to But how pay. are we going to make money from that? But, sh- but the, these mm. folks don't sound like they're about the money, Connor. They're about freedom of, freedom of ideas. I mean, if we're breaking this down, they've bought a copy of The Lord of the Rings, they've took a pictures of every page, then they're going to burn their copy of The Lord of the Rings, and then they're going to say, now, we've, now you have to buy my images of Lord of the Rings. If this, yeah, like, and and that's like, but even, it's not like they just went and bought it in a shop. Conceivably, they have the first ever instance of June being printed or written in a physical media. And their plan is to just destroy that, to use the words of this article, culturally significant book in order to sell NFTs to be culturally disruptive. Hmm. Doesn't sound noble to me, my dude. I mean, also, it doesn't matter if they had the very, 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 very first copy of Dune. Yeah. Even if they had number one Dune, right? The, the Frank's copy. If they yeah. went to Frank's house, they got his copy that he brought home the first day he made the first book. Even dead, child. <laughs> and he read There's... it to his son, and his son said, Dad, this is a bit heavy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit much I'm saving. <laughs> but, like, even then. And then they uploaded all the images to the internet. But you know what else also works off the internet? Hmm. Is Amazon. And Amazon have this little thing called a Kindle. And that kind of works online, Sean, I would say. So all of the images of the book have already been put online because they have to buy a digital copy for a Kindle. Yes. Yeah. And like, just because it's the first edition of anything, like it's not this we- Like, all books aren't kept 
in some kind of giant library of Alexandria where there's one... All the references coming out today. There's one copy... (laughs) And whoever owns that, like, owns, like, it's not Excalibur that you pull it out and you're the king of England. Like, the book is written and then it's sold and someone then owns it. Like, the rights to that book. Because I do think it's kind of funny that they spent this much money on it. Um, what you'll probably end up happening is you'll realise the people selling it and the people buying it were the same people. So ultimately, doesn't matter. That's another thing. NFTs, they're absolutely for money laundering. Like, that's the main reason for them, I would say. Because if you can spend 60 million on one thing and have it make sense somehow, surely that's where you're going to funnel all your money into. Yeah, obviously. That's where obviously. I funnel all my money from the mob. In, also, this episode is available uh, on the blockchain. Can you do a podcast <laughs> NFT? Can you do an NFT podcast, do you think? <laughs> Should I tag this NFT and everyone will get mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> we did a thing at work like training and then like tra- they were teaching us about blockchains mm-hmm. and I remember like I was really concentrating for like the first five minutes and then I was like ah, this is nonsense fine like my life is better like I'm sure smart people know about this but my yeah. life is better not knowing these things um, exactly yeah it, it's like I'm happier Legitimately, I can say in ing- in ignorance, like yeah. same as if I was a doctor, I'd be fucking miserable all the time. Stop telling oh. me things. <laughs> stop, stop making me know what's wrong with me at every waking moment. <laughs> um, we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean, because I wanted someone to wash the NFT taste out of our mouth, but I just Thank thought you. that was funny that they bought a book for that much money and they think this is their plan and it's the dumbest plan I've ever heard. I think that might be the worst plan I've heard in about five years. Could. Conceivably, there's a first edition of the Bible. So there's no other copies of that. If we no get that one, that. we burn it. There's yeah, no other copies. One way ticket to heaven, boy. <laughs> We're laughing. <laughs> God give us a high five. Ah, <laughs> oh, you figured it out. <laughs> Fucking legends. <laughs> um, so we're moving on, Sean, from those awful boys to one very good boy, because I have. Stranded dog saved from rising tide after rescuers attach sausage to a drone. Yes. My goodest boy. What kind of dog? What kind of sausage, Connor? As the tide rose, it began to look perilous for Millie the Jack Russell Whippet Cross. She's only small. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. She's only small. She's only small. Who had the the efforts of police firefighters and coast guards to pluck her from treacherous mud flats. So the rescuers had to think imaginatively and came up with the idea of attaching one sausage to a drone and hoping that the scent of the treat would tempt Millie to safety, Sean. Wow. So was it a cooked sausage, a raw sausage? What are we dealing with here? (laughs) Would you be happy with a turkey sausage? I would be happy with it. It's very lean protein. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. I love a turkey sausage. I love a turkey anything. Except turkey, just plain. It's very dry. Gotta put jam on it. 
it's a bit, it's a bit bland. Yeah, tur- anything turkey is all it's pure protein. I just said, um, it worked gloriously on Bulkin Sean for you know. Yeah, I'm some, fairly yoked myself, Connor. Yeah, <laughs> getting that beach body ready. <laughs> <laughs> it worked gloriously, and Millie has been reunited with her grateful odor following the dangling sausage to higher, safer ground. Millie disappeared after slipping her lead in Havad, Hampshire. What are you laughing at? I was going to... No, I can't. I genuinely can't say that. Uh, when you said... Uh, can you say that line again about the dangling sausage? Dangling sausage to higher, safer ground? That's how my parents met. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and, after, and after frantic public appeals was spotted on the mud flats. So she went miss mm. Spot on the mud flats. What are mud flats, by the being, way? I'm going to look those uh, up. You, you look them up. Um, in danger of being engulfed by the tide, she resisted efforts to encourage her to a safer spot. So she's just like, nah, mate, I ain't going back. This is my level. This is my chance for freedom. It's my life now. But she's probably, she's mm. probably fucking terrified out of her minds as well. Also, these mm. mud flats look dangerous, is how I'll describe mm. them. Very wet and very um, sinky. My favourite line of the whole article comes from... I can only imagine a legend in his own right, Chris Taylor. And Man with two first names. I want you to imagine Chris Taylor, who's the chair of the Denmead Drone Search and Rescue Team. Um, Good. And what happens is, I want you to imagine Chris, okay, he's in his office, they come to interview him, and he's going to take one slow drag of a cigarette <laughs> when he talks to the journalist. So he's going to take a big inhale, and then he says... It was a crazy fucking idea. <laughs> it shouldn't have worked. By all accounts, we should all be dead. <laughs> it said like, I got told it. And I was like, that's never going to fucking work. But one of the lads said it would. And I said, we're not attaching a sausage to my fucking drone. Cost about 300 euro to get that drone in. Jesus He's there. Christ. He's there in like the community like panic room. And he just like scratches his nails down the blackboard. He's just like, you want a dog? Oh, I'll get you a dog. (laughs) (laughs) And dead or alive, I'm getting that dog back. And they're like, no, 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 alive. Alive, just alive, please, Mr. Taylor. All right. (laughs) He's like, he's got the shotgun out, he's like, he puts it away. (laughs) Ah, He's like, he's sharpening a knife as he's speaking. (laughs) He had a a knife and a spade. He's like, he had to put the two of them slowly back in the wall. Oh, fuck it, fine. Give me the sausage. <laughs> he's slowly, he's tying a knife to the back of the spade. <laughs> it's like he's ready for anything. <laughs> in case anything comes up. It was a fucking crazy idea, he says. Um, and But instead, they, they pressed ahead, Sean. And the rescuers calculated they could attach a single sausage to a drone imagine the person that came up with that plan they're like boss <laughs> the local butcher <laughs> <laughs> yeah originally he's like I've got a 12 pack for 4 euro <laughs> yeah so no we just need the one Tom alright so alright yeah slow right. day boy slow I've day. an 11 really pack for 450 <laughs> yeah sure what if you and the lads had a few sausages after the victory though what, yeah what sure we're the... gonna need lunch lads come on like yeah, you get a few sick. T-bone. Ah, T-bone. You'll have a T-bone. Brand new T-bone. Brand new T-bone. And goose. Do I have something for you? The foie gras on its way, boys. Come on in. 
<laughs> so Chris Taylor is like the head and he's smoking in the corner and someone's like boss I've got an idea and he's like what we attach a sausage to the drone and he just it, like slowly looks up like what the fuck did you just say to me it's just crazy enough to work <laughs> god like, damn it I'm in shut your much, beautiful mouth I'm in I have a question for you how much convincing do you think this took to let him tie a sausage to the drone in my in my opinion, Chris lo- is in love with his drones. Like he doesn't want <laughs> yeah. to damage them in any way. His and drones are like, his children. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like the head of the drone search and rescue team. He's like, I want to save the dog, but I want my drones to come home safe and sound to their families. So. <laughs> he's not- I won't leave one drone behind. <laughs> <laughs> he goes like the sharpen of the knife. <laughs> if that dog kills my drone. <laughs> 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 a dog for a drone. That's that's Chris's <laughs> chest tattoo. <laughs> they like give poor Millie back to her owner, and she's just like, "Oh, thank you." And he's like, "Give me." It. Chris just comes out. It's my fucking dog now. <laughs> Three drones died getting that joke back. He's like strapping a propeller to her. And like, <laughs> now I'm down a drone. <laughs> Uh, Taylor said one of the local residents on the beach where we were flying from supplied us with the sausages I think they were from Aldi he said the woman cooked them up for us and we attached them with string cooked sausage see it's like I see but here's my issue is that you have the weight of the string because sausage one of the very few foods to come on a rope it's true Sausage links. So I, I, you could have gotten more than one sausage on the on the drone. Is all I'm saying. But see, the problem is the weight. Chris the is deathly yeah, yeah. afraid of the weight dragging the drone in because he's not one. If he loses a drone, he, he he just can't go home. See, yeah, that's true. That the wife won't talk to him anymore. His wife but is a drone. His wife. <laughs> he married a drone. <laughs> I think, but like, I think it's more at risk to tie it. Because, yeah, you might have a bit of a weight issue. You might have to get a bit closer to the ground with the links. But if the dog grabs the rope, she's taking the drone down with her. You know? Yeah. Like, See, you the funny thing about all this is we're talking about this like this was the first idea. This implies that they tried, like, boat. They tried to swim out themselves. Kayak. They yeah. tried basically every form of vehicle to get this poor dog back in. And then you just like, we're out of ideas, boss. Are we though? Does, do we know someone in Aldi? <laughs> just, no, then it's just like, I mean, there's one guy, but he's a fucking lunatic. Like he's, He talks to the drones. We can't, we can't bring him out of retirement. And they go to like this cabin in the woods and he's just like, he's there. And he's chopping down a tree. the cabin is shaped like a drone. <laughs> yeah. And he's surrounded by trees, but there's drones, like, stuck in all of the trees from when he was practising. Yeah, he's really shit at flying drones. He's awful. He like, and he's like, you want a smoothie? And then he just throws a bunch of fruit onto a big drone in his kitchen, and it goes everywhere. And he just holds up a glass. Oh, we got a little bit of that. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's pulp. You can have the pulp. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, and there's like a lot of little graveyards, just of all just drones, <laughs> just drone and, one, drone two, and the, yeah, they've got like it's it's like a cross, but it's a propeller, <laughs> and it spins in the wind. <laughs> um, 
So Chris has brought out retirement because they've told him a crazy person on the beach wants to give him some sausages to, yeah. you know, f- fly in the dock. And so then Emma Oaks, the care manager, said, relief just poured over me. It was absolutely fantastic to have the dog home because Millie really likes food. And surely I think you give her raw carrots, cucumber, very strange two things she picked. But she yeah. much prefers sausages. Meat is her favourite food. I mean... It's a dog. It's, it's an um, animal. Like it's, it's an animal. It's fairly understandable. Dogs come from wolves. So dangling a sausage was probably the best thing they could lure her with. Imagine they flew it out and it was something she didn't fucking like. Yeah. like it, uh, What if it, they flew it out and it was like a carrot? It's just like she's just been eating it to be polite. She didn't want to make you go out of your way to make her <laughs> her own dinner. Everyone buys their heads in their hands like Chris is after flying out the fucking draw with a Brussels sprout at the end of it. That dog is going to be fucking dead in the next five minutes. <laughs> but the thing about dogs, because my, my girlfriend's dog, uh, rest in peace, but back in the day, oh, no. had to have like tablets given to it and stuff like that. Like medicine. And like, you know, to give it to a dog, you wrap it up in some ham. But she could eat the ham off of the tablet and would then spit the tablet out. Devil. Like, that absolute devil, absolute talented dog. But like if that had happened here, where she had eaten... I don't know, the string, and left the sausage. God, we would have been in a pickle alt. Pickle, there's another one. That could have been dangerous, they give her. Who attached a gherkin to the end of the Chris? <laughs> oh, I really like gherkins, I'm sorry. Oh, lads. Oh, I had a McDonald's earlier on, I was loving spice. I was absolutely, I thought, that's the best bit of this burger. I had a McDonald's and I was, ba 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 you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Get out, Chris. And he gets into his drone car and flies away. It's a regular car, but with drone sellotape to it. <laughs> and he just makes drone sounds as he drives. <laughs> it's very loud. Very loud man, Chris. Um, so look, this good boy, do- this this good stranded dog saved. Mm. Uh, Midi the Jack Russell Whippet Cross was finally saved. Um, and we could all... I mean, it's a happy ending, but it just happy made ending. me laugh. Where they're like, there's a dog missing. Or there's a dog at sea. We can't get her back. What's the one thing a dog will follow? It's attach a sausage to a it's fucking old, drone. An old sausage. Like a cartoon character, you know? She'll smell it and she'll float away, following the fumes. I, I think that's how it works. That's how I get my dinner. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> so, Sean, I feel like... I could go Florida Man, if you want, or we could go for a different story either. I mean, we've had a Florida week, a Florida free week so far. Do we, Mm. I mean, do we give it a break or do the people need to know, Connor? I leave it up to your expert judgment. I mean, here's the thing, because Florida Man, he's, he's gone into a few scrapes in his time, is what I would say. Right. Um, Florida Man has this ability to constantly be adapting. He's constantly changing the story. The story is always... It goes with the moments that he's in. So of course. what's interesting about Florida Man this week is that he's caught red-handed. But is he, though? Is he, though? Because... Well, yeah, that was my questions. There's always a reason why things happen. Because Florida Man claimed a bag of syringes was for fishing, police report. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Okay. I've I've not heard of this, but as an avid fisher myself, God, I'm interested. 
A drug suspect found with fentanyl and a bag of hypodermic needles told Mm. Florida police that he used the syringes for fishing, according to the arrest report. Police responded Saturday afternoon to a 911 call about a suspicious person encountered and encountered Eric Bennett, 30, on Vero Beach Street. An officer described Bennett as visibly intoxicated on an unknown substance. Doesn't mean anything. They just didn't know what brand of life he was on that day. So, no, that's just an opinion, man. That's yeah. just your opinion, man. Right? I could just be like this every day. Just because I perceive things different than you. Hmm. And then he draws a square in the air. Um, asked about the large bulges in his pockets of his oh. shorts and whether he possessed, he was going to the knob throat, well, and, whether he any, <laughs> and whether he possessed any weapons. Bennett replied, I have hypodermic needles for fishing. He then removed a plastic bag with syringes inside from a pocket and placed the works on the hood of a squad car. The probably the worst place to place syringes, I would say. Well, except into your body, unless you're a trained medical professional. Or have been instructed to do so in some kind of treatment that you're undergoing. Although, maybe maybe it's a case of, you called her bluff. Maybe I go so far the other way, I couldn't possibly be guilty. I'm going to put my syringes on the car. See, is it a crime to own syringes? <laughs> fucking- is it a crime? Is your thing? Is it a crime, is it a- Your honour. My client is simply built different, okay? Is it a crime to own syringes? Empty syringes that he uses for fishing with the boys. But they they were full of fentanyl. No, 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 no. Surely not full of fentanyl, Connor. Mm. And what, like, like, and what, what even is fentanyl? And then there's like an expert there that's like, puts up their hand, <laughs> shut up. What if, Honor, you're wondering, what do we know? We don't know anything about fentanyl. But what if, what if they just didn't call anyone in the court who knew what fentanyl was and they had to let him off? Everyone's uh, scratching their head like, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know, so, I've heard it in stories. Sean, what's fentanyl? Uh, fentanyl is a powerful opioid used as a pain medication yeah. and together with other medications for anesthesia. Uh, and then, look, this next paragraph doesn't help at all, but it's also used mm. as a recreational drug, mixed with heroin, cocaine or methamphetamine. Uh, and its potentially deadly overdose effects can be neutralised by naloxone. So, Connor, yeah. this man yeah. is researching the treatment of fentanyl. <laughs> he's, he's carrying that in case somebody overdoses on the cure. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, we've got to balance the mouse. you got to balance, it's a bit of a hot cold scenario there. Uh, <laughs> and then he's going fishing with his research buddies yeah. while they take a break from writing their midterm papers. So Bennett also handed over a cigarette packet containing a baggie with fentanyl in it. Um, mm. He then said, I don't really want to go to jail. So Who does, um, sir, I'm, is what I would say. I, I, although it is, I mean, it's a bold strategy, your honour... Or police officer, sir. Um, perhaps, maybe I don't go. Perhaps. <laughs> Your Honour, I would like to present as evidence Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Now, Harry doesn't <laughs> want to be in Slytherin, but... <laughs> I'd like to present, Your Honour, one statement. I don't wanna. <laughs> what about that, Your Honour? What? Hmm? 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 <laughs> Could we all tell us what fentanyl... Nobody knows! No one it's made knows up. What fentanyl is. I made up that description earlier. I just googled that. 
Who knows? You can write anything on Google. He he was arrested, this Florida man, on grand theft, DUI, driving without a licence, possession of drug paraphernalia, mm. and probation violation, which I love as the last one. But none of that. He was not arrested for being a bad person. Can I just tell you uh, the main thing that I feel like the defence might bring up yeah, in regards to Bennett? When I know you are his defence lawyer, but and best sorry, friend. Uh, you, <laughs> you're always best friends with all of them. <laughs> um, but I would say the prosecutors might bring up the fact that when he was arrested um, there a few days ago, Bennett yeah. was not carrying any fishing equipment. Um, in the car or on his person, except for his needles, which are fishing equipment, <laughs> as he walks previously along stated, the river with needles just flying them into the water trying to catch them. Have you ever played Hitman, Your Honor? <laughs> Do you ever see that scene in Mulan where they're picking fish out of the water and she accidentally grabs that guy's foot? He was doing that, but with syringes. Yeah, so like, you got to sneak up on these fish. They're they're mm. they're, they're slippery, you know. And it's it's They'll much make a kinder. man out of you, your honor. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm about to go to first verse. <laughs> Boy, was I a fool in school for cutting Jim. Am I right? Am I right, your honor? <laughs> um, so, Sean, he's found with no fishing equipment in the car or on his person. He says he has the syringes full of drugs for fishing. What are we to make of this? Have we considered the fact? That mm. maybe he okay. You're you're gonna think this is far fetched, okay? <laughs> you're talking to the jury. They're yeah. all just looking up. Like, but hear me out. Think this is far fetched. Hear me out, though. So he originally started as a fisherman, right? Brought the rod, brought the net, brought the waders, other bits of fishing equipment. But mm. then over time, he became friends with the fish, Connor. Okay. Got, got to know them on a personal level. Realised one of them had a, a bit of a bit of an opioid problem, you know, a bit of a <laughs> bit of an addiction, if you will. And so rather, <laughs> lose a fish. It's not me with the opioid addiction. It's, it's the, the fish. fish. But like, he's that fish isn't going to get treatment in in any recognised facility. I've said that the tree rehab centres. He just keeps leaving. Keeps just he's he's swimming upstream. If well, well, not swim. You know that would be easy well, for him. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, he, he he's tapering him off, shall we say, with the with the mm. syringes of fentanyl, just to bring him down. He's you know you can't quit cold turkey. That'll kill the fish. He's got a little heart. Mm. Uh, unlike the big heart that this man has for helping his friend. So that's why he was on his way to go, quote-unquote, fishing, without any fishing equipment, Your Honour. Yes. It's just like a tumbleweed just blows past. <laughs> and, and a slow like... clap starts to build into thunderous applause. Even, even the judge. Well, <laughs> stands up. You're going to jail. <laughs> Get him the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> so Florida man has been arrested. He had syringes, but I mean, I feel like he might have been going fishing. I don't know. It's, it seems to all make sense. The way I've laid it out there, I think that it's mm. an ironclad argument, you know. There's no... You've kind of convinced me. Just, what can I say? I'm the best lawyer in this city. Sip of whiskey. <laughs> look out the blinds. <laughs> Everyone stands up. <laughs> oh, thanks, folks. Now you can all leave, please. This is my home. 
<laughs> Sean, I think that's it for this week's Weird News. What a week of weird news. We spent about 20 minutes talking about knobs at the start, but after that... I just felt... I knew that was going to happen, but I yeah. thought it would be funny. And yeah, and then after that we save some lives, what can I say? Uh, but would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesdays. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Big thanks to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Shoutouts, of course, go to Waffles and the Morbius of Madness is watching the moon fall while Flash points at the Batman's death on the Nile. You made me take a breath in the middle of that, Waffles. I am livid. <laughs> Thank you. Also, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Wrighttime Evanson, Sean Groyer Moe for a Bro Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna wants you all to adopt, not shop, and remember to spay and neuter all your pets. She is totally a crazy cat lady and likes everyone to know this fact. Helm Roos. Lil Dicky. The end of the world had come, and only two Irish lads and their podcast survived McGrew. Uh, thank you also then to Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this, Sammy DeLucia, Michelle seriously cannot keep up with changing our name, Brown, and can't wait to spend three hours in Gotham, Batman for the win, Luke Hoth. Also, I would say three hours in Gotham sounds like a nightmare, given what I know happens there. Awful. Just you're definitely going to die. No, yeah, first two and a half hours, I'm going to see Zorro with my well-to-do wife and our son. And the next, those pearls are falling all across the alley. <laughs> no, please, wear your pearls, darling. <laughs> lovely. Sir, please, put down that weapon. Oh! <laughs> Dude, chill. <laughs> nice. Um, and thank you to everyone who supports us over there. If you want to head over there, we do have our uh, Patreon movie reviews that we put up Every single month where we look back at our favourites, least favourites, you know, panic-inducing films from the past and just give us our uh, general thoughts on those. Um, You can also support the show in other ways. We do have a merch store link below. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilment's Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. And best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So, I've been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. And we shall see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.